Thunder impresses in California, Masters athletes enjoy Austin, and Joe's in a truck on today's TX Water Polo Podcast. I'm James Smith in Austin, Texas, and on Skype is Joe Linehan somewhere. Where are you, Joe? I'm on I-35, um, heading back to North Texas. Yeah, what have you... We talked the other day, like, you've had a busy couple of days. What have you been up to? Um, I mean, I'm just... I'm just going around since the UIL kind of kind of came about and then the decision happened in October. You know, there's been a lot of uh, conversations with athletic directors and swim coaches, uh, you know, that, you know, they have lots of questions about, you know, why the fall, you know, how is it going to work? And every school, every, uh, every situation is going to be slightly different based off the number of coaches the number of pools, the number of schools in a school district. So, you know, I'm just in this this particular trip. I, I went down to San Antonio and talked to the Northeast ISD people, the Northside ISD people, oh. the Alma Heights people. Uh, they're all on board. They're all going to be, yeah, they're all heading to play uh, kind of high school water polo starting in fall 2021. A couple of them are still kind of playing a, a little bit until then. But, you know, everybody has a different little plan, but that's that's essentially what I'm doing. So, so that's your gig in a lot of ways. I mean, you're the you're you're the sort of growth developer for this entire region. So your job, in some ways, is to go visit these people to make sure that they understand what it's going to take for them to get something going and where where they sort of stand in the in, in the in the larger water polo world in the state of Texas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I just ended up taking a trip this time because there was a lot of people to talk to in, in, a, right. in a short in a short amount of time. But a lot of times, I'm on the phone. I'm I'm sending emails to these people. And just really just having those first discussions now because we are still 20 months away. Yeah. So and people want to start planning. I mean, it's uh, it's anything from, all right, where do I buy water polo goals? Mm. Where's the best uh, Where's the best place to um, get swimsuits? You know, there's uh, you know, like there were, there was one of the um, uh, people I talked to this past weekend. Um, they were asked about suits, and I go, and they're sponsored by. Arena, and I'm like, I think Arena has, I think Arena has water polo. You, yeah, you might want to look into that. And they were very um, shocked to hear that they actually did have uh, water polo suits, and you know, and they're going to be moving in that direction. And so it's just really just answering the little questions. Yeah. So they can, so they can worry about the bigger ones. Is all right. So how are we going to fit this payroll, or and kind of where are we going to put the teachers? And because as you know, you know, the water polo coach, if they add a water polo specific coach to a school, they're also going to have to have a teaching uh, position for them. Right. Yeah. They have to be a full-time employee within a school district, right. which is different than other states out there. Much, yep, exactly. Um, it's the it's it's good news that you're visiting these these districts, these schools. Um, San Antonio has been, as somebody who's lived in the West Region for some time now and tried to get these uh, teams back in the pool, has uh, they they essentially abandoned high school water polo in about 2012. With a couple exceptions here and there, and they've been very, very slowly growing since then. But this is – well, so this is nothing but good news um, about them. I'm presuming they're all going to return. There's, what, nine teams in the north side and something – I don't know, in the east side, actually. There's a lot of them that will be coming back into the fold. The bad news is that a lot of them are actually pretty good, and my team is a little less experienced, or at least the teams in, in my area. So they're going to have a much more competitive landscape than they used to. That, that's the only drawback. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, there are 12 schools in the Northside ISD. There are seven schools in Northeast ISD, and then there's Alma Heights, who is – they 
and Alma Heights and Northside have always played water polo at a at a certain level. Yeah, and it's been at a it's at a it's been at a lesser level the last few years, but they've been picking it up the last couple of years. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for those that don't know, I actually grew up in in San Antonio, so I'm so I'm from San Antonio, and you know, I want to see San Antonio kind of yeah kind of get going and moving in no kidding. Uh, a more robust direction. You know, yeah. we, like, like, like there's lots of stuff going on in Houston. There's lots of stuff going on in North Texas. There's lots of stuff going on in Austin. But, you know, um, I think the pieces are there. Um, the, the UIL is going to be a driving force of getting, of getting people to, you know, to maybe start adding club water polo. But I, but I believe it's going in that direction. So I'm, I'm ecstatic about the meetings. Lots of very good people are, are, are getting on board and, um, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the next steps. Yeah, me too. They they've uh, they've had a local championship for the last several years in August, I think, or, uh, or in the in the fall. Um, and so this and so it's not as though they haven't been playing. Um, so I, I'm I'm almost as excited as you to have them back. It's going to be this is this is a gigantic contribute to the growth of the sport in the state. And it, and and San Antonio has a pedigree in water polo that I don't know how many people know. I mean, that's where the center of water polo was for much or most of the eighties. So it's very good news to have them back. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, it's just getting more and more teams playing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not just San Antonio, but there's, uh, but there's other little pockets out there anywhere from like, you know, Victoria, Texas, yeah. Ryan college station down in the Valley and yeah, in, in McAllen and Harlingen, Los Fresnos and Brownsville, all the way out to El Paso. And everything in between. So getting all these people on board and and uh, uh, what there's lots of questions out there. And, and again, everybody's situation is slightly different. So. Right. Yeah. Great news. Um, more news from the state of Texas is that uh, I didn't even know this, but you're the one who told me. So uh, you get to you get to fill everybody in. But um, Thunder went out to California to play some games this last weekend in a tournament. Tournament. I think they were the only team, but you tell me. Um, it was Thunder, um, uh, 18s and 16 boys. Is that it? Um, came back and with some pretty impressive results. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, so I believe the Thunder 1800 boys and 600 boys, they were the only team from Texas at the Holiday Cup, which is the Cap 7 Holiday Cup. It was at the Woollett Aquatic Center. And the 1600 boys, they played in the Gold Division, which was the second division, and they played seventh place, and they did uh, and, yeah, and they did very well. And then the 1800 boys actually played in the Platinum Division and were playing in the fifth place game, and I think they ended up getting sixth place in Platinum, which was ahead of any team – from San Diego Shores, Set, Chop, uh, Foothill. So they were playing with and beating some of the best teams in Southern California. That's fantastic. Really good so, news. And I mean, and that's just uh, like that's just another step that teams like Thunder and also Pegasus, I think Trident's been out and Viper Pigeons, they're going out of state and yeah, and competing on a regular basis, not just at JOs, but during the yeah, but during the uh, fall. But now there's teams that are going out there in December in February and being competitive at these kind of the quote unquote suit, like the super tournaments right. that they have like that. Yeah. That, uh, cap, that, that cap seven hosts and Winterfest and those type of things. And it's great to see these different teams from Texas go out there and be competitive. Right. And, and, uh, right in the middle of the swim season. So th- they, this is commitment and that's actually really important. I mean, I don't know whether, 
uh, the teams from California are surprised anymore because they've been facing these very good teams from Texas for a while. But we're right in the middle of a high school swim season, and they're not. Yeah, and I mean, that's just, I guess, the next evolutionary step of club water polo here in Texas. You know, the, like a lot of the clubs that we've talked about have been doing it for a while. And, uh, you know, they're looking to play at different times of the year that maybe historically during the high school swim season, they wouldn't go and do stuff. But nowadays it's all, it's all kind of, kind of open season. Yeah. Like here's a tournament. And then we found out it it works and we can get some kids. We're definitely going. So Mm. yeah. Great news. Um, all right. Today's going to be a little bit short because uh, because Joe's on the road, like he's in a car. So we're not going to take up the whole time. So we'll take a small break and we will come right back. Hey, this is Jesse Smith, recent Pan Am gold medalist. I was just checking out Texas Water Polo from the TX Water Polo podcast. Also, you can check out the website. You can follow me at GoSmith now. Thanks, guys. James and Joe back wrapping up the week for Christmas. Um, There are just a couple other things coming up. Um, One thing that's highlighted is, of course, there's more tournaments on the schedule for January and February than there were a couple months ago. So that's good news. But one of them is the Spin Lob tournament. We've spoken about it a little bit before, but I'm not sure that everybody understands the quality that 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 tournament hosts. Um, so in the past, they've had some of the very top teams. In, in fact, the top teams in the country show up. Uh, what, what can you tell us more? Cause I, th- I think the format has changed a little bit this year, or at least the host. No, no. I mean, it's, uh, it's been, it's been hosted by uh, Longhorn Aquatics and Totex, which is a local master team in Austin. Um, and there's, and they're still going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting. I know Southwest zone is helping out a little bit this year, mm. but yeah, the spin lob is a tournament that. You know, they took a couple years of trying to uh, trying to find their footing, but they finally found like a little niche in early in early February. Um, it's either like the first or second weekend of February, depending on pool schedules. That um, teams are willing to travel. Uh, master teams are willing to come to Austin from around the country um, to play in a, both a men's and women's division events. I mean. Like, you know, the last like the last couple of years, there's been the cream of the crop has been there from, yeah. Uh, yeah, from NIAC and Olympic Club. Uh, and then this year they're adding Newport and Costa. Um, there's a lot of teams from 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 coast to coast. Like there's to be 16 teams or 16 men's teams and probably only three or four are going to be from Texas. That's it. Yeah. Um, then on the women's side, the field is the strongest I think it's ever been where like this year there's to be NIAC. There's going to be O Club. Uh, there's going to be the L.A. Athletic Club. Um, there, and then there's teams from Chicago and yeah, in Florida as well. And again, there's probably going to be anywhere between eight to eight to ten women's teams. And it's and it's not just the teams. It's the athletes on these teams are former Olympians yes. from around the world. It's yep. not just the it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not just the like United States uh, Olympians. Right. And, and we're also going to and this tournament has historically brought in the best of the best referees as well. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be February 1st and 2nd. It's at the, it's at the UT Swim Center. Um, there's going to be no admission, so anybody can come watch the games. But the games are going to get started probably a little bit late morning on, on, on February 1st. They're going they're to utilize three courses there. And um, games will be done about 4 or 5 o'clock, and then everybody can go watch the Super Bowl. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, that's important. Yeah. That, a couple of things is one I recall a couple of years ago, one of my favorite uh, memories is seeing, so you're at the time you were coaching Thunder and that, um, they were one of the teams in the tournament that you're, you're, I guess you can call them 18 user or masters or whatever. And they're playing against, I can't remember either O club or, or New York athletic club and just getting schooled. And I don't mean that in that they were getting dominated. They were getting taught like those guys were teaching um, your younger guys how to play because you know they it in fact your guys i think got out on top because your your uh, your boys were in very good shape and uh, i don't think i'm telling anything uh, uh, that people don't know but the teams that come to austin have a very good time and so sometimes in the mornings they're not quite as sharp as they are later in the afternoon sure that's probably fair yeah i mean that's part of the draw is austin and yes the teams come to have a very good time and sometimes water bowl can be a little secondary to the masters teams, but nowadays, yeah, but nowadays, yes, we used to have some youth teams that would help, help kind of fill out the field a little bit. Right. Nowadays, there's not even room for all the local Texas teams, which is good. So, yeah. and I mean, so yeah, let alone any youth teams. So it's all masters teams now. Um, and I, and, and I'm excited. It, I mean, they asked me to be part of it this year, so I'm helping out kind of on the on the organizing end. But um, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be something that's going to be uh, special for those that can get out there and watch. I that they it's again, it's whenever the local team is or the or local pool is available, which in this case is the UT Swim Center. That's the same weekend as high school regions. So oh, that's right for swimming. But yeah. you know, but you know if athletes can get down there on sunday to go to you gotta come over you're gonna see some great water polo and um yeah i mean this is just you know we need it used to be only mastered events in texas that's it there used to be only mastered events back in the mid 2000s um and then we slowly started adding uh like you know youth events and now you know kind of 15 years later we have youth events that are completely dominated yeah the calendar and we actually need more yeah, we need more of the Masters clubs to step up and host more. Right. Yeah. Because right, because this this is a Masters tournament. Yeah. Now here in early in early February, the next Masters tournament that is on the calendar is not till September. Wow. In our okay. zone. That's incredible. So, All right. Like like there, like there used to be a spring one, um, but that kind of turned more into an age group tournament, and now the age group tournament's gotten too big that they're not going to be doing the Masters uh, divisions any longer so i'm hoping to kind of kind of work with some some of the masters clubs to help grow that and, and to find a place in may to, to maybe have like a like a good masters event the problem is you know it's high school everybody's yeah. busy with high school yep coaches uh masters players are refing or coaching you know pools are busy you know kind of referees are busy so it's it i mean like the growth of on the youth side and high school side it has affected the matters a little bit but you know okay that reminds me actually that i need to talk to you and actually i'll even tell you now the uh, the you asked me about hosting something in january and that looks pretty good so i'm gonna i'll, I'll, I'll tell you all about that off offline but I'm also interested in actually hosting something that's masters. Now, the thing is, it's a single course, uh, outdoor pool. So sure. it might just have to be local or if somebody wants to travel, then God bless them. That's great. But, uh, uh I'll talk to you about that as well. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I think even the little single days, I think the master people are willing to travel and play. 
they, they just want to play. But yeah. They, but they want to make sure that they have clocks on the pool deck and refs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The pool deck yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, we'll good. get that all set up. Our, we're we're pretty good at hosting now. All right. Um, Christmas season, Joe. So are you going anywhere? Um, I'm gonna be spending Christmas Eve and Christmas morning in uh, in North Texas. Then I get to drive back down to San Antonio. So the day after. The, the day of Christmas on Christmas oh afternoon, gosh. and then I'm gonna spend a few days because uh, Steph and myself both have family down in oh, got it. Uh, Santa, and um, and and then we'll come back up here. I have a game day that I'm helping out with. Um, the Lone Star Mavericks groups are having a game day on the 29th of their holiday game day, so we're gonna be doing that. Um, but then you know we'll get past New Year's and go on 2020. Right. So, and again, you're cutting out a little bit on, uh, but that's fine. Joe, again, Joe's on the road. Um, we're going to, we'll do another show next week um, on probably Tuesday, um, if it might, might not get up until Wednesday, but it's a year in review. So we're going to go over some of the biggest stories of the year um, and we could use your input. So if you want to get in contact with us via any of the social media or by email and just let us know what do you think the biggest stories of the year in the state of Texas about water polo are, we're going to cover them. I think we both know the number one story. I, I don't think there's any question about that. But anyway, if, that, if somebody else has another opinion, that's fine. And there, are, there are a lot of big stories. So there's lots of big stories. Okay, there are a lot of big stories, but I would still – and I will be arguing about one story in particular. I'm sure it will be a shock to other people, but that's not until next week. And then I'm doing the same kind of thing. I got, I got family in town here in Georgetown, uh, so Christmas Eve up there, Christmas Day at my house here in Austin, and then the next day we head up to Santa Fe for the week. So I will be stuck in the snow for uh, that week, and then we will return – Hopefully with some preview stuff uh, beginning of January, we'll talk about the upcoming year. It's unbelievable. The year of 2020. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck, yeah stuck in Santa Fe. I'm sure there's worse ways to enjoy the holidays. I don't have a problem with it, I have to say. I got a four-wheel drive car. I, I'm good. Yeah. No complaints. All right. All right well, good. All right, James. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Same to you and the entire family, and uh, thank you for your time today. Go to txwaterpolo.com to listen to the podcast, find us on social media, and leave comments. Uh, we may, like I said, do some different uh, scheduling for the next couple weeks, but for today, that's it. And happy Christmas to you, happy holidays to everyone, and thanks to all of you for listening and telling a friend about the TX Waterpolo podcast. Until next week, so long from Austin. Christmas Day.